Bradford on Absolute Radio. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're up here in Scotland. Uh, Kai Humphreys is here. Yes. You all right, pal? We're just sharing each other's diseases. If I've got it, you've got du- it. Dual isolating. I guess, yes, that's not, what they're, that's not what they're telling us to do. No, but that's what we're doing, Jason. Well, fine, I'm fine with it. I'm yeah. fine with it. It's hard. I basically, I don't know if this, this is everybody, I go from being very blasé and very like... What is going on with the world? People are ridiculous to, we've not got enough toilet rolls. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm both people. Yeah, you just polarise, don't you? Yeah. You're I'm, washing your hands every two seconds and then, like you mentioned earlier to me, you're playing on your phone. I mean... That hasn't been washed. I've not washed my phone once. Nah, who does? Nobody. And yet I'm washing my hands 20 times and then picking up my phone. Yeah. It's it, mad. I read, there was a story in the paper today... Half of Britons take their mobile phones to the toilet. I'm surprised it's only half. I'm surprised. What are the other half doing? Lying. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Britons uh, uh, indulge in this hygienic habit. Um, half of Britons take their mobile phone with them to the toilet, this poll suggests. Aside from the health and hygiene risks, the Direct Line Home Insurance Survey indicates that there may be other dangers. Psychopaths. 40% of respondents have accidentally dropped an item down the toilet or the sink with mobile phones and jewellery, the most common. I've done. I have dropped a mobile phone down. You dropped the phone down. It was like in my back jeans pocket and it just slipped. Did you fish it? I mean, you have to, don't you? You have to fish it. You can't leave it there for Free flush as well. You can't just drop and walk. Oh, it's like something out of I'm a Celebrity. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) took a trail. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) Money, keys, debit cards, watches have all suffered a similar fate. Nearly a quarter of those who dropped a piece of jewellery down the sink were unable to retrieve it. There you go, fact fans. Dan Simons, the head of Direct Line Home Insurance, said, as a nation, we're so addicted to our mobile phones that we even take them to the toilet. Thanks, Dan, for confirming what yeah. I just read. It's addiction. In the but story. What's, what's that guy doing then? Is he just sat there meditating on his on his? Who's not use, Who's not taking their phones to Reading the toilet? Reading the shampoo's so 90s. Oh, man, do you remember? The, the amount of times I had to read the back of the Domestos bottle. <laughs> Why is there a care line? I was always, Please ring us. Why, who's ringing Domestos? No, I've never I, understood it. We we used to have a shopping day on the Friday, and mm. uh, if the toilet roll runs out, it runs out, so we'd shout down for the local newspaper. Absolutely. And I would just sit there with the news post leader, <laughs> <laughs> read a page, wipe with a page. Saying that, it, I can, I can understand. we're going to go back to that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I I've, reckon. I've practised all my childhood. Then again, if we're... If we're um, I mean, if you've got kids, that 20 minutes uninterrupted, just like toilet time uh, that, I mean that's like a weekend at Centre Parks for uh, me 20 minutes you don't need to wait Jason that's oh, a long <laughs> well that's true that's true but it's, we talked about this last week about the toilet roll thing but I, can, I just you know a weird obsession now, now with this washing hands thing like which is right and I hope we carry on once this pandemic is over I hope we don't go back to being scruffs because uh, I, I was I, I wasn't a hand washer was you not not really like after when it's important yeah like when after you... sitting down and that yeah. Right, were... But I wasn't just a regular of go, go and wash my hands on a whim. No, I know what you mean. Before I... cooking. Yes, and, and eating and stuff. Yeah, and I can understand that. But I, I mean, I've never really understood the, the idea that we, certainly as fellas, yeah. wash our hands after uh, touching our... Because you've uh, washed uh, that loads. <laughs> well, if anything, that's the cleanest part of your body. <laughs> that's the cleanest part of mine. You, you, has been trapped all day. He's not been anywhere. He's not been yeah. exposed to anything. He's been self-isolated yes. in your underpants. <laughs> been, your hands have been touching everything oh, all day. Yep. Yeah, if anything, after going to the toilet, you should wash your bits. <laughs> exactly. 
Which gets you gets you thrown out of a local restaurant. Uh, in the Nando's when they've got it in the <laughs> restaurant, have a gentleman. <laughs> Where real music matters. Kai Humphreys is here up in Glasgow. You've been gigging up here? Yes, I've been in Edinburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm, in, I'm in Glasgow tonight. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. And uh, part of the comedy festival? Uh, yes, it's the, it's the late show at the stand oh. that I'm going to be doing. But... And is there going to be people there? I think so. I think you so. You know, last night I was at the Edinburgh stand and they, they didn't have that many pre sales, but they had a load of walk up. Yeah. I think people have just went, you know what, stuff it. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go and enjoy myself. Also, when it comes to the Scots, they're a hardy yeah. bunch, and oh, they? it's gonna take a lot to stop those guys. Like. I mean, th- this is the you know Glasgow. This is the town that somebody kicked a terrorist in the balls like, while he was on fire <laughs> yes. and broke his own leg. Like Aye. Sniffles ain't gonna snap those this guys. This is you know they're they're fine. They're they're fine up here. Yeah, we. I, I must say I noticed that the other day we're doing we were doing uh, curtains the musical. Uh, the Glasgow Kings Theatre, and obviously, generally, a theatre audience are slightly older anyway. So there, there was a, some worries, you know, because that they're some of the people who are susceptible. Um, but when I looked out into the audience, there was like two people on the third row. And they just and they had those masks on. They have the masks on. I mean, the whole cast was talking about it. You're like, we were on stage. You know, if you do your line, then at the back, you know, when you sort of like pretending to talk to someone, you're like, yeah. you see them on the front row. You see Scorpion and Sub Zero sat in the front row. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I can't it, hear them laughing. It, oh yeah, stifled. Yeah, it's that the, was my excuse. It's <laughs> <laughs> got masks on. Is, is the mask to stop you getting things from other people? Or is that if you think you're going to be coughing? Like if you're coughing, on would you go? I'm going to put a mask on and protect. Nobody's that thoughtful. I right? don't think anyone's that thoughtful. People are more self. Yeah, and also from what I've read, the masks do nothing. Nah, no. I even went on to try and find like some a fancy mask because you can get like uh, high end, you know, like a nice buff that you'd wear for snowboarding with yeah, teeth on it, like yeah, like a like hazmat quality <laughs> yeah. mask. And uh, did you see the guy in Tesco yesterday? The no. guy in Tesco in a full hazmat suit. Was he? Yeah, full yes. suit. I was like, go on, mate. Power to him. Fair play to you. Have asthma or something? He's like, I'm not taking no chances. But I, you know, I sort of get it. Like, if you've got people around you, like, so for example, this weekend, my my kids were going to stay at my mum's house, and my mum uh, has my my grand lives there. She's ninety six. She, you know, she's got the front room, and uh, my sons had a had like a a bit of a sniffle all week and a bit of, and a cough, and uh, and yesterday my mum rang me. She said, "Oh, I know the kids were going to stay at." Uh, Stay at mine this weekend, but he's got he's got this cough, and I said, "Well, look, forget about it. Let they can just stay at mine this weekend, and you can visit, but let them just keep them away from Nana." Ten minutes later, she rings me up, saying, "Oh, they're crying, they're crying that they're not they can't come to mine and that." And I said, "Well, they'll be crying even more if they kill Nana." Aye. Do you know uh, what I mean? I like, think think of the bigger picture, kids. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I know you're crying, guys, but if yeah, it's it's a short-term problem. <laughs> exactly. How about he's crying by himself because he can't see your dog for the weekend. How about cut to we're all crying because he killed Nana. Uh, but we've now got a dog. <laughs> I mean, every cloud. But, uh, yeah, I think we have to try and be a bit more vigilant <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. Yes. Matters. I was just going to say, like, does it take the government to tell us what to do for what to do it? You know, if, if the government said, That's wash your phone, would we start washing my phones? Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? Because for the first time in my life, and I'm no fan of Boris, the, not for many the first people... time in my life I've gone, 
Well, let's see what Boris says. Yeah, come on, Gaffer. <laughs> like, How do you want me to play out there, buddy? <laughs> see what the big man says. Yeah, what's the tactics, dude? It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I, did... <laughs> I mean, I, you know, part of me is is worried because, of course, all around the world they're going, right, we're stopping this, we're stopping this, we're stopping this. The, the shops are closed. Mass gatherings are closed. All that's closed. And then we're just going, I'll oh, just sing happy birthday and wash your hands. Like, Aye, it, sing, it, a, sing it twice. Knock it yourself does, out. It does seem a little bit... Like when I don't I don't know enough about it, but it does seem like we're not doing enough. But I th- I feel like it's early stages too. I, I feel like so. it's going to crank up, and I'm a bit. I think it's when Wi-Fi goes. That's when it's going to be pandemonium. <sighs> Forget about it, mate. <laughs> nah, it's over then. He's <laughs> long Cause, gone. Because this is a, this is how ignorant I am. I don't know how Wi-Fi works on a national level. Like if they're telling people no, to work sure. at home, surely. You can't work at home if you work on the servers that provide people with internet. So those workers have to go in, otherwise yeah, someone's we lock it. down. So we talk about like the medical staff have got a very important job, they need to go to work. Oh, if Wi-Fi goes down, we're done. Does part of you think, right, and this, I don't know whether this, because I've just seen too many films, but does part of you have a plan if this is a full-blown zombie apocalypse? Well, i got two bags of pasta. <laughs> I've got about a kilogram of pasta. Yeah. There's three of us live in the flat. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got somewhere... If it came to it and it, it, this is a zombie apocalypse, right? The, the, at some point, people are going to start eating people in the street, right? That's, uh, that's the next... That's the, 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 the zenith, right? What's my plan? What's your plan? Oh, man, I'm... Have you got a plan? I think I'd be one of the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't rock, I couldn't loot. I don't think I could join in with a loot. But that's the problem, isn't like, it? Because the only people who will survive it are the brutal, brutal savages. Yeah. The people who are, who we don't get on with in society. Yeah. People who can fight and rob. What I think, because I, I, I can fight a bit. I've been training a bit of Muay Thai the I mean, last couple of years. Your accent sounds like you can handle yourself. And I, I grew up on the streets. Yeah. I wiped my arse with a news post leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got, I've got a bit of fight in this, but I just don't have the. I couldn't cross the line and break a window, go into a shop to defend, like, yeah, to, to provide for myself. But maybe I could mug the looters. That's not because I go shot. right. You've crossed the line, yeah. so I'll take your stuff. Yeah, you're like the Dexter of robbers. Ah, uh, I'll do yeah. that way. Maybe that's the way. I think I come. I think I'd head up to the Highlands. I'd get the kids. I'd head up to the. High- I feel like the Highlands would be safe. Yeah, it's not. You know, you need to get cold, out. man. It's cold. Yeah, it's dreary. They call it Dreek here. Dreek. I can't say it properly. Yeah. I just think that's... It just feels safe to me, like away from, you know, suburbia, yeah, away from t- people. Yeah, just take a multi-pack of Monster Munch. That's right, yeah. A variety pack of cereal. bag of cans. You might be all right. Blow <laughs> over, won't it? I did ask online, and um, quite a lot of people were saying that they'd probably just go to the pub and just sit it out. Aye. Uh, maybe... A, hopefully it's not that, like... People raiding the streets. Hopefully, it's a bit like blitz mentality, like the com- I think that camaraderie. Seems to be the what it, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. when you see people singing on the out the houses in Italy, yeah, that's that like was a, quite beautiful, wasn't it? Hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. What I do mean, you think we would sing? I dread to think, mate. Rule Britannia. It's coming home. <laughs> it would totally be that. Baby shark. Yeah. Sweet Caroline. Ba ba ba. I dread to think. I hope it is a zombie apocalypse if that's that. Just to find out what the song is. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. So you're on tour or is it? No, I'm no, actually doing... on a bit of downtime at the minute. Yeah, just nice back, back in the clubs and stuff. It's lush. And what's it like back in the clubs after doing... Because you've been doing some unbelievable gigs. Like oh, gigs that I've never even done. It's crazy. Did you do Moscow? 
Never. Insane, man. Yeah. We did one school with, um, they had a translator on. Wow. And they had people with headphones in the audience, like a silent disco. <laughs> they translate by Jory Patois. So you've got to hope that the translator is funny. He's got game. Like, what if he's got no delivery skills? Yeah, that's... I look <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, that must have been... Were they laughing? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, there was 2,000 in, and it was in Amazing. a big, vast hall, like, so it was... Felt like arena-ish. I've never played an arena, yeah, but yeah. That, I imagine that's what it feels like. That's on a bigger scale. We we occasionally have the sign language woman in the corner. Oh know, yeah, for, I've had for, that a few times. That's all. That's all. And I always think they're phenomenal. Like so good. They really get into emotive. It. A lot of yes. facial expressions and stuff. Amazing. And you always have to have a glance when you say something a bit. Yeah, you can't help ordinary. it. And you're like, yeah. oh, is that yeah. what that is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get to say it again. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's always. I find that fascinating. Well, the, what, the other one we have on uh, in the musical is occasionally we have um, audio described, so people have got their um, headphones in. They're sort of saying, "Oh, Jason has picked up his pen or whatever." You know, they're sort of doing, oh, not Jason Choffing or whatever the character's <laughs> called. And the other one is is where it's um, where it's literally written out, where the words are written out and subtitles. people can read. Yeah, subtitles. Do the, do the, the... <laughs> Thank you. Been around a while, though. Used to type in eight, eight, eight on the teletext. <laughs> yeah, to get them. yeah. Subtitled of the show. So suddenly the subtitles live. Do they live La- type it? They live oh, type it. That's mate. impressive. It's really impressive and also slightly stressful because they sort of know the script, so they, you know, they're. Yeah, they're writing what you um, copy and paste. Yeah, essentially <laughs> what you should be saying. And you go off piece. Yeah, and then sometimes you sort of have a little Forget look and go, "Oh, that's my line." Oh, you can read it. <laughs> you can read it. <laughs> they, you can read it. They fed you your lines. It's really it's weird. Cue card, man. <laughs> it's really weird. It's quite off putting. Do they use text speak so they can type faster, like M8 for me? <laughs> yeah, there's no LOLs. <laughs> nah. No, everything's in full. So you've been to Moscow. Where else have you done then? Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, that was good. We went to Australia twice. Went yeah. there, come back, went back again. Like, Amazing. We're just in, my carbon footprint's like Godzilla's. I mean, you've, sorry, Greta. You, yeah. you know what can you do? What can you do? And this is with, this is all with Daniel, is it? Yes. Been doing, yeah, with, Dan, with Daniel. Daniel right. Sloss. Is, they, his Netflix specials come out, and yeah, the the tickets just kept selling. Did it just go selling. to another level once that Netflix special? Yeah. Came uh-huh. out? So we're we're, wow. done, we're done three months of the bookings that were already in, which were like say like three hundred to six hundred seaters, and then. Um, and then we just kept going and kept filling like thousands for as, lo- as long as they were selling. We ended up doing an extra year and a bit after. Crikey. So we scheduled to do a three month tour and done an 18 month tour. <laughs> wow. But it just kept growing. So by the end of it, we're like, I thought that was never going to stop. Yeah, I bet. I'd, I'd been married, I got married and then went on tour. And then I saw my wife like 18 months after we got married. <laughs> but she loved that. Had a massive honeymoon with me, best mate. <laughs> yeah. That's probably how you'll end up staying married forever. Because we're still fresh. Yeah, because you're just like, we've actually only been married a week. Yeah, we've always got loads of catching up to do. <laughs> I have a podcast, so she always knows what I'm up to. <laughs> and then I'm like, can you just start doing a podcast with one of your mates, please? <laughs> Love it. I don't have to ring you. So people can follow you on the social media yeah. um, and uh, your website. You've got your own gigs as Every, well. People I've can got see a, you. I, everything's at Kai Humphreys or www.kaihumphreys. I get to use my own name because it's a unique name. Yeah. So Smash it. Just type my name in and any of them Lovely. come up. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So you got a podcast out. What's your podcast about? Uh, it's uh, Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Yeah, which was just meant to be a, a, a every twice every Monday and Thursday, every mm. day, every week when we're on tour, 
Um, and it was just meant to be when we're on tour, but it ended up being right through. Just all the we time. just run it through because the tour just kept and going. And do you release it every Monday and Thursday without that, fail? On tour we do, off tour we release it when we do one. Right, right, right. So it's it's infrequent off tour as in now. You'll yes. get like one a week, yeah, one yeah, every yeah. two weeks. But on tour because that get... is frustrating. I listen to um, the Bob Mortimer podcast the, uh, the let it go mint. Mint. i heard that's amazing it's fantastic yet, but everyone's it's well worth going back through his the archives to be honest because that's what i did I, I i was about 18 months late and it was quite fun. it was just a lot of fun just going back through but he's just so funny about oh, he's the best uh, and his mate on there as well is very good and um and so i went back and listened to him and now i'm getting i'm at a point where i'm like well, there's not been one since the 11th of February. What are these two doing? Like uh, getting really angry that they've not released one. Yeah, people get upset about it because yeah. the the lives on clockwork. Some people and it's like commutes and everything like that. And if they all, it's like with this one. You know, we we the show goes out on the Sunday, so podcast comes out Sunday afternoon. So on the way to work, yeah. on a Monday, people have got it downloaded and they're ready to go. Yeah. So I know when something's gone wrong in yeah. the system in the in the supply chain because I'm getting tweets going. Where is it? What's going on? So, yeah, we, we've refused to monetize ours in any way just so that we're not beholden to it. Which yes. is, it, it, it reaches quite a bit because Daniel's got quite a big following, but yeah. we're just, we're just, you get it when you get it. It's yeah, I've refused terms. to monetize mine because that's not been an option. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that like I've been I've been approached by yeah. by me undies. Yeah, I'm gonna say I would monetize it if somebody could tell me how to do that. That would be yeah. great. Oh, uh, you can set up like Patreons and stuff, so people yeah. get like exclusive stuff oh, and merch no, and all that. But it, but then yeah, you owe something to those people. I know. After that. Yeah. No, I couldn't be bothered. Nah, admin, admin isn't it? I know it's just but, extra work, isn't it? Isn't it funny how when you learn how to tell jokes, you have all these other things that you've got to learn how to do also? I know, like accountancy. Aye. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be an expert. Logistics, travel I logistics. Know. I don't work for any Star Wars. Not a clue what I'm doing. That's why I've ended up doing this job. Yes. I know I'm exactly the same. I'm just I'm beholden to people cleverer than me when it comes to Oh, and I, I get really envious when I watch people who have got their, their ducks in a row with, oh. with their admin. I know. I'm like, oh, God, I'd love to. I know. And they have, like, have to keep hiring people, <laughs> <laughs> managers and accountants and I know, stuff. That's like. it. That's what yeah. I have to keep doing. I don't know. I sort of, I always felt a bit sorry for um, a couple of those people. Not not necessarily the big ones that got done for the tax stuff, but there was definitely a couple of people who, who got, got done over the years for the not paying tax or not paying the right amount of tax who genuinely like well the accountant said it aye well he said it the same I'd have me carry a bag full of receipts I don't know I just exactly let's go can you go through them is that tax deductible I don't know I'll just just tell me what I owe I'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) just stop bothering us yeah it's worth it just to pay it just so they don't bother you how long have I got to spend in jail is the food good Self-isolating. Uh, that sounds better than doing databases on my day-to-day life. <laughs> yeah, if you just rather than doing all that, just spend every three years, just go. Right, I'll do three weeks in jail. Uh, it just gives me time. It's <laughs> <laughs> slinky. Like I've Tango and Cash. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I know you're married, Kai. Yes, but uh, I might. I might have found the. Eight. The ideal woman. Oh, yes. Well, who you got? Back, back this, away, Natalie. The, I'm open uh, for business again. This, this woman in, I don't know where it says she is. Oh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, woman 61 has a medical condition. My type. You found the perfect woman. You don't need to say anymore. <laughs> where she pees actual alcohol. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, when they describe it, it sounds disgusting. I mean, it already sounds disgusting. You, see, you said that like you had back knowledge that you know I drink f- isn't it? <laughs> they are. You're drinking it anyway, Kai, you might as well get drunk. Um, her bladder she, ferments sugar into alcohol. Wow. This is the weirdest That's story I've thing. ever read. That's the weirdest X-Man I've ever heard of. <laughs> She's not allowed in the mansion. Marvel. She's not allowed in. That's a post credits, isn't it? One of the she Avengers keeps getting movie. the other X Men hammered. <laughs> Wolverine walks in, stumbles in. Where have you been? I know where you've been, you dirty get. The woman has been diagnosed with a never before seen condition after doctors discovered she was urinating alcohol without drinking a single drop. The unnamed patient has become the first person in the world to be diagnosed with urinary autobrewery syndrome. Wow. That's what they've called it. Amazing. Just call it Foster's. Foster's. It probably tastes better than tenants. <laughs> Caused by yeast in a bladder that ferments sugar in a urine to produce alcohol. The process is almost exactly the same as one used by beer makers. I don't think it's nearly exactly the same, yeah. do you? A few biological components like the lacking in the Guinness factory. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it all happens in her own body. At first, medics suspected she may have been hiding an alcohol addiction when urine tests for the drug were repeatedly positive. Uh, Kenichi Tamama of the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Presbyterian Hospital said the woman who has diabetes and uh, liver cirrhosis, crikey, uh, has recommended, was recommended for a liver transplant but taken off a donor waiting list and referred for alcohol abuse instead despite denying ever drinking alcohol. Imagine you'd be going, I've never, I don't even touch it. <laughs> yeah. Further blood tests for metabolites of ethanol were negative, meaning the woman did not have alcohol in her blood. So it's only in a wee. Speci- specialists at the university instead found high levels in her urine. Very odd. Did, did you mention her diet already? What was what, what she eating? It doesn't say, actually. Hops and barley. <laughs> That's what she's eating, yeah. It doesn't say what she's eating. Uh, but, yeah, it's all a yeast naturally produced by the body was accumulating in her bladder when she ingested sugar. Uh, the yeast, a uh, fungus known as brewer's yeast, because it's used by beer makers to convert carbohydrates in grains into alcohol. This sounds like you could maybe get your own body to do it. <laughs> the way they're describing it is like, so if I eat that and make sure it gets there. And does she, even if she's not drinking, surely the alcohol in, within her would get her drunk because it would get into her bloodstream somehow, right? It's- if it's passing through her organs... Well, even if it's created in that organ, surely then the process would. But go I guess up. because it's at the very end of the run, the bladder. Yeah, it's just—it's only got one way to go, hasn't it? So, crikey! I mean, I've got to say, it's on exit, like one of them taps where you get boiling water at the tap. <laughs> that's exactly like it's on what exit. It is, yeah. It's not. <laughs> My goodness! I tell you what—if that's how Jesus turned water into wine, that—that that would be a very different chapter in the Bible, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know if we'd revere him think, quite as highly. I think highly. he might be onto something. <laughs> I think there's just a few editorial notes in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, leave that bit out, yeah, fellas. Yeah, a little bit of censorship. John, John, don't mention where it came from. Just say you did it. You drank it. It was a miracle. <laughs> it was a miracle. Drank the water. Well, there you go. Well, best of luck to her. Um, she's got no name. Stella, probably. Ah. Uh, me. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Are you stuck up on anything? Yeah, well... Are you hoarding? My my wife has been uh, out, you know. I mean, the other day I knew it was serious when she said she couldn't get an Ocado delivery slot. Yes. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a pandemic Which is Ocado again? Is that like a gusto? Like the ingredients come? No, that's... um, 
it's like Tesco online, but it's like, uh, is it M&S or Waitrose oh, or nice. one of them? It's yeah. one of them. So it's, it's nice. That's stuff. why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it must be serious if you can't get a delivery slot. Yeah. I mean, this is, we've gone to the next level. So we ended up going, well, I didn't. She went to the supermarket uh, and she's, she's from the south. And so she's, she's always slightly disparaging that I've dragged her up north. You know, she lives yeah. now up here. And uh, she said, um, she said, you Northerners, I'll never understand you. And I said, what are you on about? She said, I've just gone to uh, Tesco near where we live and they've sold out of Pringles. Sour cream, onion Pringles. The thing that you share and like, put your hands all yes. over. The, the... <laughs> like that's the one thing that the people in my town have gone, well, we've got to have Pringles. Nah, you can't can be... It's weird, isn't it, what they've gone for? And Weetabix. I mean, why? Why? Well, I don't know what's going on. Dry um, stuff, isn't it? People want yeah, stuff that's going to keep, yeah. That's not going to go off. There's no point going I've, I've stockpiled wool. Wool? Wool. Why? Keen knitter. Are you really? <laughs> that's how I'm going to get through, <laughs> gonna get you through, through it, the hard times when the Wi-Fi goes down. I'll, I'll be coming out with a nice warm sweater. <laughs> I asked online, actually, I said about people, what... What is the the thing that you are stockpiling? What's the one thing that you can't live without? Because we've all seen pasta go. Yeah. Um, I mean, weirdly, none of the sauces, though. The sauces are oh, all there. still there. What are the people eating? Yeah, i got two jars of sauces. That'll, that'll last us. How <laughs> weird. Um, Gemma is stockpiling Easter eggs. They're half price at Tesco, she says. Uh, at least if I get locked in the house with the kids for a few weeks, I've got some chocolate to keep me slightly sane. Do people not do that anyway? Do, do people not start buying for Easter around about now? About now, yeah. Yeah, because you know when like, Christmas songs come on in November, people have Easter eggs and cream eggs and that. Yeah, they're starting, aren't they? now, aren't they? So. Uh, Lauren says her fiancé panicked and bought tinned hot dogs. We've never bought tinned hot dogs in our lives. <laughs> now we've got jars of the stuff. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you've got to be careful with that as well because if this just blows over and mm. we've all made a big song and dance over it, you're left with a bunch of hot dogs that you don't want. <laughs> got a lot of, yeah. a lot of hot dogs. you got to think, what am I actually going to enjoy eating? Four anyway? million Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kelly says she panic bought donuts. I don't think you can panic buy donuts. You bought donuts, Jenny. Just, just be uh, honest with yourself. It's just impulse. That's an impulse buy, not a panic buy. You can't sit there four donuts in giving it. It's a pandemic, isn't it? My mouth full of donuts. <laughs> I'm not having that. Unless it's like for hibernation, you know, just eat everything at once and then just go and stand by. <laughs> Maybe that's it, yeah. Uh, Jennifer says, my husband has bought a second freezer. So he's not just <laughs> he's not just stockpiling food, he's stockpiling like, white goods. Uh, it's full already of homemade batch cooked dishes and fresh chicken, a uh, house full of alcohol, oh. extras, flour, rice, pasta, biscuits, fish. We could basically open a shop. The garage is full of loo roll as well. So these are one of the people. Ah, oh, they're buying the loo roll. Oh, should we see what people have said to her? I bet people You can wash right your bum. You, 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 well, if you run out of toilet roll, you're not going to die. Do you know what? Starve. We talked about it on the show last week, so I don't want to get into it again too uh, much. But the old water pipe in the Middle East that you wash your bum with, that's the nail. future, mate. I'm telling uh, you. I'm telling you. And there's a, the fancy Japanese toilets that. Oh, I've been on one of them. Yeah, they give you a full. I, I didn't know how to turn it off. Yeah, I give you a float. Like, I mean, I, I didn't know how to turn it off. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you know me. It's been there 25 minutes. <laughs> Where real music matters. I was having a little look at some of the responses for people who stockpiling things. I sort of put it on my Facebook as just a light-hearted, hey, the, the Pringles have gone in our local Tesco. What, yeah. what sort of things are you stockpiling? People go mad, don't they, about people 
other people stockpiling things, calling yeah. them idiots and all sorts. I just say, well, yeah. we're a selfish... We are selfish in general as human beings. We look after number one, don't we? Yeah, and I know it's scary, but I'm enjoying laughing at people watching. <laughs> I'm enjoying watching people's reactions and that. Yeah. Like, well, the, the hit, like running, running and getting Pringles is just funny. Running and getting hot dogs. And I'm, yeah, I'm worried about the elderly. I am worried, but yeah. I am laughing at the guy that's running and getting hot dogs. Some <laughs> of them are just... But like, I saw two fellas, uh, there was a picture the other day, there's two fellas with two shopping trolleys full of Pampers nappies. Like, they probably had uh, 700 nappies in this, right? Now, I don't. let's say a kid goes through two a day mm. on, a good, on a good day. Let's say that, I don't know how old the kid is, but go through two a day, right? You've already got a year's worth of nappies You've there, got the mate, world right? in their 30s. Now, <laughs> what you've not realised is that children grow, don't they? And you've bought the same size nappy same size. for the next two years, you and bozo. And some other kid from being able to yeah. have a nappy. Unbelievable. Uh, the selfishness of people. I can see why people get mad. I can't see why they're vocalising online. Yes, it's they, not going to make any difference, get, is it? Uh, just tut and shake your head. Uh, Little in Ireland, uh, pizza freezer is empty, apart from Hawaiian. <laughs> people are beggars <laughs> can't <laughs> be choosers. Beggars can't Lo- be choosers. Looters can be choosers. <laughs> yeah. So that answers that old question about the pineapple. Yeah. Just loads of pineapple on pizza still there. Um, you can pick them off, it still operates as It's food. still a pizza, yeah. Uh, Nicole Rose says, uh, it would be interesting to see what interesting meals you could come up with in a lockdown situation, using things from your cupboards. Just improvising. Just go for it, like just tomato yeah. soup with fish fingers. Porridge into thick in your gravy. <laughs> I reckon we could do a pandemic cookbook. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Why don't we release that? Just for like leftover stuff. Just like, whatever's in your house. It's always in the cupboard. I've got a bit of corn flour there and some yeah. paprika. <laughs> Yeah, one clove <laughs> yeah. just sat there at the bottom. Don't know how to use it. Tanya says her hubby came home earlier with six tins of vegetable soup just in case. Then ate one of them as a snack, but he had because he hadn't I, had soup in ages. <laughs> I watched one. I watched one of my friends get in from a night out, open a tin of minestrone soup, and drink it oh. from the can at the end of a night out. It's like, what are you doing? How are That's we friends? That's not right, is it? That is not right. How are we friends? Were you on a holiday as well? We're in Antigua. I'm like, you're on your holiday drinking minestrone soup at two in the morning. That's no, not holiday. They're not. You yeah. need to. Now you're married. These are the ones that need to get pushed to the one uh, side, I think. Like the ex squaddies. <laughs> yeah, these are, <laughs> these are not future friends, guy. <laughs> they, can't, they can't go into me. When I start a family, they no, can't be around. No, these are not couple friends. No. <laughs> You'll be. Your wife will tell you all this. Yeah. Come round and have a spoon in the baby food. What are you doing, mate? She'll <laughs> see what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> Music matters. We're talking about stockpiling. I don't know if you've actually done that or not. Uh, we've certainly done a big shop. Mm. Like I wouldn't call it stockpiling, but I'd say it's like we've basically done the pre-Christmas shop, but with no presents, no biscuits, not as yeah. many biscuits. Oh yeah, not no fun things. Yeah, not, we've... not the not the ones that are foil wrapped anyway. When you you know when you've got that <laughs> foil wrapped biscuit in there. Yes, yeah, not that one. Not... A fancy one that in it. I've always found it underwhelming. Once you get there, yeah. yeah. Always lose in a false sense of anticipation. Is that weird? Yeah, I know what you mean. This sort of cream on it, um, strawberry or yeah. no, nah, it's not right. I agree. It's not one of my top five biscuits. 
Uh, and I put them in a league order on a regular basis. <laughs> it's weird, though, isn't it, when you look at what's going on? You know, Brexit, floods, deadly virus. You can't help feeling yeah. like something's going on. The world was on fire for a bit. Something bigger, yeah, the world. Something bigger going on? Is this. I don't, I've not read uh, the Bible, but is this all in there? I think there is. this end of days? I think the Earth's got a fever. Right. And this coronavirus is its antibiotics and where the virus. <laughs> you know, it's not the weirdest theory I've heard. And actually, you know. There is too many people. We know that, you know. So is is it a, is it like a cold? Like like a cold. Does, does Mother Nature just go right? Let's get rid of a lot yeah, of people. Nature finds a way. I don't know. Actually, that was the quote for when dinosaurs came back to Earth, wasn't it? <laughs> right. I <laughs> just quoted Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> my my mum's gone to the next level where she said she said to me she said it with absolute confidence as well, like Authority. it was already like like this is the truth. I said sort of. Not lighthearted, because it's not a lighthearted thing to say, but I sort of said it a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I said, maybe it's Mother Nature just saying, look, there's too many people, and we're not treating the world very well. So every so often, and as you've seen through history, you know, bird flu and Spanish flu and all these flu, you know, these things have come out, maybe nature just goes, right, I'm just going to get rid of a few people, I guess. I don't know. And I sort of said it, cause, and I said, because there's too many people. And she said, yeah. Well, she said there's nearly, what, like 8 billion people uh, on the earth, and... I was reading the other day that it's actually there's so many people on Earth now that the the, the Earth has shifted off its axis. Well, she just said it like she well, was a scientist. So she thought it was the weight of the people, the weight of not, people, not the consumption and use of the planet's nope. resources. Just just fat the, people. Yeah. So eight billion fat people. So as far as I know, gravity works where it pulls in. Does she think that it's like, you know, if you got everyone on one side of a bus? I think she thinks it, if everyone <laughs> jumped at the same time, it would cause an earthquake. Yeah, I think it's from that school yeah. of thought. When you when you steer and everybody runs to one side, like on an aeroplane, had everyone at the back, you need to, you need <laughs> well, to overcompensate well, for Well, they it. do that sometimes, don't they, on an aeroplane? Yeah. I've had that. Can you sit on the left, sir? What? Yeah. That, I've never it's been so not... insulted in all my life. You'd, that that you'd make an impact on a Boeing seven five seven by moving a couple of feet. <laughs> <To the other laughs> yeah. That's when you know you hit it too hard over the Christmas. I I, I feel like you know I, I don't want to joke about coronavirus, of course, even though we have been doing for two hours. Gallows. Um, it is gallows humor. Yeah. You have to. They were joking during the Blitz. You yeah. know that's just what you have to do. That's right. that's what gets you through, especially the Brits. You know, especially with the British people. Um, but I actually went to a soft play centre pretty much once a week for the last. 10 years or so with my kids. I've been in that ball pit and I feel like I'm pretty much oh, immune. That's a, that's a Petri dish, isn't it? Yeah, I'm immune to everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think... I've grown some cultures in there. Oh, I've had the lot, mate. I've, I've had Spanish flu three times. <laughs> yeah, go mix them with toasters and that's for rabbits. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Have you... you you've been travelling the world uh, supporting Daniel Sloss. Yes. You've been to Australia a few times. Yep. New Zealand? We didn't do New Zealand. No. no. Okay. We did about 40 countries and New Zealand wasn't one of them. Okay. Well, I only mentioned it because there was a story in the paper this morning uh, about New Zealand. Um, are, you, are you an active person when you go to these towns and cities around yeah, the world? Yeah, I try get to get around. Yeah, Daniel doesn't. I'll say I'm going to the Eiffel Tower to have a look because I've never seen it and he'll be like, I'll just Google it from my apartment. Right, <laughs> you know? fair enough. So please. I get around. I usually just go on my own, just sole, <laughs> right. sole tourist. Fair enough. Um, how's, are you an active person when it comes to things like surfing and getting out there? Yes, uh -huh. I'm a keen really? snowboarder. I'm not, I'm not great at surfing, but I'm decent okay. at snowboarding. Well, listen to this guy. Yeah. Um, Nick Minogue, uh, no relation, uh, from the New Zealand city of Auckland, was bitten by a shark on Saturday uh, at uh, Pownoo Beach. Uh, I think that's how you say it. Um, 
He told the New Zealand Herald, I was... He lived. What's that? He lived. Oh, he lived, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be an awful story, <laughs> wouldn't it? And his he's la- now his last words were... <laughs> he told the uh, New Zealand Herald, I was just paddling along. This is one of my favourite reactions to uh, to nature, essentially. Um, I was just paddling along, he says. I can't do the accent. He says, I was just paddling along, and I got hit on the side of my elbow and forearm. By the time I realised what was going on, its teeth were latched onto the front section of my board. Mr Minogue, 60. 60. Now I've got an image. 60-year-old surfer. 60-year-old surfer legend. Had said he'd heard sharks don't like being punched in the nose. So he rolled his sleeves up on his wetsuit. He basically says, so I went to punch it in the eye. Queensby rolls because he's an old guy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Although I did miss. Then I pulled my fist back. And got it right, smack bang in the eye. It's quite a big eye, he yeah, says. Got it. <laughs> About three knuckles across, and its eye just looked up and rolled, and off it, off it swam. Off it swam. It actually yeah, worked. And it bit him. It got him though. So if you, if you could survive a shark attack, you'd take it. Yeah. Like uh, like when I mean survive, I mean survive uninjured. Yeah, if exactly. You just got a couple of puncture wounds, something yeah. they can show around the pub. Exactly a scar, like Mick Hogan or something. Yeah, you don't want to lose a limb. Nah. But like you could do with a look at that. It's a, shark, know, bite. a shark bite. Shark <sighs> bite. It's Whatever. Fancy in it, yeah. Not bothered. I punched it. and I told it to f off. Aye. There's something quite, just really, I don't know, human about in that moment. Not just a punch because it doesn't understand no. language. Like no. it doesn't understand the words you're saying. You can say anything, but just the fact in that moment he decided to tell. He's, he's clocked it. Nailed <laughs> he's it. Not only I'm actually, punching it. I'm a shark encounter fairly recently. I was in Cape Town with uh, with my wife, mm. and we were out in kayaks and we, we watched a whale breach. Oh wow! So we watched the whale go back under, and we're watching the area, and a shark fin come up, and it comes from right up to our canoe. Crikey. So I take me um, oars out. I was feeling a bit of like my heart was beating. I bet. And Natalie was panicking, but she just kept rowing, and she dinked it, and she dinked the shark, and it kind of keeled to one side and just like floated off a bit. But I was like, "You've knocked the shark out with a canoe." <laughs> I was like, forget what you've heard. They have got glass jaws. And then it just steadied up and swam off. But it just it went. It played possum once, once it got hit. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio, where real music matters. We were on holiday in Abu Dhabi a few weeks back, and we just saw the, these dolphins coming out of the. You know, out the sea, and hundreds of people just running along the sea, just watching these dolphins just coming out. It was absolutely amazing. Class, isn't it? Oh, it's great! Yeah, what yeah. a show! Yeah, what a show they put on. It's exciting, better than anything else we'd seen. Aye. And we, we funny enough, we went, we went from that, and then so all these hundreds of people who were sat by pools and stuff, and you know, went and ran to the sea to watch these dolphins, and then we went back to sit there, and there was like a singer on and a, a magician, and we were just a bit like. Mm. It's just not the seen, same. I've seen dolphins. Seen the miracle of nature. Actual dolphins. He's giving it. Yeah. Is this your card? I'm like, mm. yeah, it was. Yeah, we had it. Over had, it. We had a near miss uh, on land as well. We'd done a hike, mm. but we made a mistake of like when you get to the visitor centre, you have to hike up the road for where the, there's a barrier to stop the cars for like yeah, four yeah. kilometres before the hike starts. Oh, okay. So we were knackered by in the heat of the sun in Cape <laughs> yeah. Town. So we'd done a little bit of the actual hike, saw a waterfall, come back down, and as we're walking back, uh, Natalie phoned an Uber and said, look, <laughs> just pay to get in, and we'll cover the cost of paying to get in, drive down yeah, and collect. Yeah, yeah. So it comes up this bumpy road, this poor Uber guy's just breaking his suspension on these stones. <laughs> he picked us up and drove us back, and as we drove, drive back, he panics. He's like, wind up your windows, wind up your windows. 
put the windows up. There's a baboon, an alpha baboon, just walking in the national park. Oh, my leg. And we were about to walk past it. And then shortly after that, there was like a mother baboon with a baby on its back. Wow. And I, I could not handle being face to face with a with a, a baboon. That'd take you right out. I'd hide, I'd hide behind Natalie. You'd have to. Well, she's, <laughs> she's already, from Glasgow. She's already nailed a shark. <laughs> Baboons now. That's nothing. <laughs> Straight in. Straight in with a head kick. Jason. Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Where was your sort of favourite places to go to? Um, Japan was interesting. That's the one... Me and my yeah. wife talk about Japan all the time because it feels like the one place that is totally different. Yeah, to everywhere you've ever been. There was bits of it that weren't expected. Like I expected the big lights and yeah. like I went to the arcades and done some VR type of arcade. Like yeah, the, yeah. the arcades are a step up to yeah, of course. what you expect from Pac. <laughs> They're not the two P pushers. Nah, it's not Pac Man. Like <laughs> I was riding a horse with a VR helmet on with a sword in my hand. It was class. <laughs> Medieval night for a day. Amazing. Uh, so it did that, but also there's this like kind of like. Like these like back alleys, a bit like the lanes in Brighton, mm-hmm. and they're just winding. There's about fifty different pubs, maybe maybe sixty. I think it was late fifties of pubs, and each of them fit in about six people. So wow. you've just got to find an empty pub. That's so amazing. You're just looking around to see which one's empty, and then you've just got your own. Oh, is that own in Tokyo? Dorm. In Tokyo, wow. yeah. I wish I could remember what that area was called, but mm. it, find it if you go. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go there because you just keep moving from different pub to different pub and with your group. Yeah, and you just it's like you've got. Yeah, to look. I've always fancied that. I've it's like having your own lock in. And what was the gigs like then? Oh, class. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, these fans watch these Netflix specials and so, understand sure. English so to a level yeah. that they can understand Geordie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get this, is the, this is the problem I have, Jason. They'll understand me on stage wherever I am, but I, I can practice being on stage mm. and know how to enunciate. It's conversation where I struggle. <laughs> right, then, so just in general. I can tell when they don't, they think they're just nodding and getting away with it, but I'm looking at you. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I, you've got, you've basically got Two chances, haven't you? So someone says, I don't do the other something. And you go, Sorry, I missed what you said. Then they go, I don't do the And you go, Sorry, just say that one more time. Hey. And after that, you've just got to gamble. So what? Yeah. Uh, they give it again. I don't do You go, Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I just yeah. feel like Mickey off snatch. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I sure. But I, I found that even though. Like I'm, I'm in a lot of places where English is a second language. It was mm. the American part of the tour where I've struggled in conversation the most because oh, right. they don't have accents and they don't even. Yes, it, of course. Yeah, it's there's a, about eight accents in the whole uh-huh. of America, and isn't it's there, a parasocial right? relationship with those two. In that we can see what they're doing, but they can't see what we're doing. Mm. So if I say dressing gown, they don't know what I mean. But if they say bathrobe, I know how they say that. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know. To, I remember doing a gig one night in New York and having to say, having to change. Um, dummy to pacifier. Pacifier, pram to stroller. Oh, it was so yeah. frustrating because even though it, it was fine, uh, but I felt so weird. I felt so false. Yeah, saying it and oh. you know, stand up's all about truth and saying authenticity. And I'm saying pacifier just yeah. so they get the joke because I know if I say dummy, they'll be like they use dummy that in a very different yeah. way, you know. So yeah, and it's hard, I, isn't it? That I remember. That, so there was a guy Mike who joined us for a couple of the dates, and he, he jumped up on stage for a couple of the dates. And right. his friends come to one of the gig. We're out um, in a bar, and I, could, I hadn't seen him for a while. So I said to his friends, "Is, is Mike still here, or has he left?" And they just went, "Mike." And they, I was like, "Yeah, your friend Mike." And like, "Mike, Mike, Mike." And I'm like, <laughs> I'm "Like your friend, Mike Malloy. He was with us, and now he's gone. I've given you enough context that I could be saying anything in the middle." Is he still? And he's like, "Oh, Mike, like, that is how could you not? How could you not figure it out for yourself?" What I meant. 
Somebody messaged us uh, last week and said, actually, they were in um, in Japan and uh, they'd gone into... Have you, did you go into any of the, um, the, the saunas that they have out there? Because they're pretty much like starkers. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But so. I've, I've been in those before in Austria. They wear like clothing that not, isn't optional. Yeah, exactly. So you're just absolutely naked. Um, so she messaged me last week. She said... Uh, so my boyfriend lived in Japan at the time. He plucked up the courage to go into one of these uh, Japanese saunas, totally naked, got in there, gingerly sits down in all his glory, ignoring the embarrassment of sitting there with just another older Japanese fella who was uh, also letting everything hang out. And after a few awkward minutes, the Japanese fella said to him, um, nice foreskin. And <laughs> like he was like, what? Like, didn't know what, what to say. He's like, um, oh, uh Thank you. <laughs> what do you say? Give yeah. you a compliment. Do you want me to make a purse out of it for you? <laughs> it's fine. He's like, thank you. Yeah, fine. I mean, it's just what it is. But he didn't carry on talking, but was thought, that was a weird thing to say. And gradually, when the next fella came in, this other this Japanese fella said to him again, nice foreskin. And he realised he was basically referring to the sauna. And he was just saying, it's nice for skin. For skin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. So it wasn't a cultural thing that no. you compliment each other's. No. <laughs> that's how ignorant I am. Just nice like, for I skin. Guess. It's so funny when you don't know a place and you go, that's, I guess that's just what they do over there, you know? Just, gonna, just compliment no. your poor skin. Yeah, nice balls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Join in. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where matters. Who is, for you... Your uh, ultimate comedian, like the best, the, the best of the best. Who do I think's the best? Um, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Bill Burr. Oh, yeah, Bill's Yeah, great. I like those like, American guys, yeah. George Carlin. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, over here, Billy. Billy. Billy Connolly. Sir Billy. Yes. Well, I had the absolute privilege this week of, uh, while in Glasgow, uh, meeting Sir Billy. Wow. It was an unbelievable moment. Like, especially man meeting Billy just as a pedestrian, right? yeah. but as a as a comedian, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's obviously not very well at the moment, but he's still his brain's still. Yeah, know, he's still he's still sharp. at the wheel. That's yeah, good, yeah. absolutely. And uh, we, he was he's got some new artwork um, that he's doing now. He's, he's we sadly retired from stand up this week. That was the the big news, which is obviously yes. uh, very sad. Um, he's had a good career though he's, after he's, many years and he's also the reason for our career paved the way I mean we wouldn't be doing what we're, we're doing if we're, it wasn't for him yeah when you talk about Shoal as a Giant he made it possible to just talk about your day yeah and tell stories about your family and it's amazing uh, like we, we don't do jokes and I said to him it, yeah well that's it we're not we're not you know gags we're not but jokes are tied into our stories because yes, he taught us how yes exactly we're not my mother-in-law and yeah. you know Englishman Irish and Scotsman like that's yeah. not our, our, our sort of bag you know um, but yeah it's, it was phenomenal actually it was really humbling and um, and I even said to him you know I said like I would not have I would not have this life mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you and you my, ought to him don't yeah, you yeah my children wouldn't have the start in their life if it wasn't for you like you, you don't know how many people uh-huh you've affected you know what I mean like it was it was phenomenal like and he was I was sort of chatting to him about uh, he was sort of saying how 
you know, he said, oh, you'd have, you'd have done something creative. I said, I don't think I would have been, Billy, no. honestly. And I think I'd have just been that idiot in the office with a, a wacky tie. Uh, you're, you're good for morale. Yeah. That was all when I had a normal job. I was just good for morale, oh, wasn't it? I'd have been in, in the court. Yeah. You're all right. No, I'm half left. Hey, you. <laughs> Me three. Yeah, that, I'd have been that guy, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, you know, it was it, it was a real, it was really lovely, actually. Yeah, and he was just saying, you know, he always knew. I said, "When did you know, like, you know, that you were different to to other people?" Because I mean, you know, he's a welder. Yeah, you know, in in Glasgow, he worked on the shipyards, on the there. shipyards. Yeah, and mm. he said, "Well," he said to me at one point, "I, I can't do his voice." But he said, "You know, geez, now, nah, you know, he was talking about football, and they were talking about women, and they were talking about food, and I was saying, lads, have you tried Buddhism?" <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a lovely. A lovely moment, Amazing. like. And did yeah, because a lot of people will ask you for a photo, and it's just normal for you. Yeah. Did you then go? Oh, I like it when that happens. So I'm going to ask him for a photo. Or did you? Fortunately, because it yeah. was an event where uh, he was releasing a load more artwork that he'd um, done. So I, I just went down to support him and, and and see some of his artwork. I don't, I don't know him. You know, he's not so in, in that respect. Um, so there was a photographer there. Yeah. So it wasn't candid. So it wasn't. Oh. Oh yeah, no, I'll have one, but I was desperate to take a selfie. Yeah. So thankfully, it was it was quite normal oh, in, that, in that respect. Because even though I like it when people want a photo with me, I, I always get shy about asking. Yes, I, I remember just the other week I was on the same train as Andy Carroll from the, from the Newcastle team. Yeah, and I just like looked at him a couple of times, like I fancied him and <laughs> bottled going over. I know. <laughs> I know. For me. You know, it, I guess it happens every so often. Someone comes and wants a, a picture. I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, the worst ones are when you're on like public transport or just in the car, and then occasionally someone will just try and pretend that they're on their phone, but they're actually just taking uh, a photo you of you. Get that. Yeah, it's is weird. And then do they tag you in it? So you, yes. you caught them do it, and now you see it. And now it you put me like, in it. Occasionally they forget that their flash is on. Oh, That's right. quite funny. But yeah, when I see like a picture of me just like picking my nose at a train station, I'm like, mate, just come over and ask. <laughs> I just snap me out of this reverie so that I can <laughs> yes. so I can put a good face on. But I was glad that I got to meet Billy uh, for a second time because the first time didn't go as well as I. I wanted it you to. Need, you needed a rerun. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'll tell you. Uh, scene. What was the year? I'll tell. <laughs> I will tell you after this. Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. We're talking to Billy Connolly, who uh, retired from stand-up this week, uh, but has loads of uh, artwork and is doing exhibitions all over the place. Some of it's great, a lot of fun. <laughs> Didn't know uh, that. Yeah, where, where can we see he's them? brilliant. Uh, Castle Art Galleries, I think, great. have got the exclusivity on it. Um, and, I, and we went, a couple of us from the cast went down uh, to see his stuff. I bought a couple of pieces. I thought, why not have a, a little piece of Billy in the house? It's like when Michael Jordan got into baseball afterwards. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically <laughs> that. I'm really good at that, so I'm going to yeah. have a go at that. Yeah, I've, I've got an art master. I'm going to do the other, yeah. the other side of it. But it's great. I, I really liked it. And uh, So anyway, we, I, I had a lovely chat with Sir Billy, and it was really nice. But the first time I ever met him was at the Man Manchester Apollo. It was about seven years ago, and I'd gone to see him uh, do his stand-up with Peter Kay, who's a friend of mine. And me and Peter went to watch. Uh, and Steve Edge, who's a friend of this show as well. So we've all gone to watch Billy. And I don't know Billy, so I've got no preconceptions about whether I'm going to get to see him or, yeah. or anything. But obviously I would love to. And Peter knows him. There, so he says, come on, we'll, come, we'll go back and, and have a chat. So I'm sat in this dressing room 
with these two comedy heavyweights. Yeah. And what age were you? I mean, this is only seven, eight years ago. Yeah, okay. So I'm only 30, you know, yeah. whatever, 31. And um, and I'm sat there thinking, and my brain is just going, I've got nothing. I've got nothing to add to this conversation. They're having chats about their favourite co comedians, Chip Murray, they're talking about... Uh, you feel like the way experienced kid. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And at one point, I, you know, I'll, I'll, at the end I'll say, Billy, I, you know, it was such an honour to meet you and you know, privilege and thanks for everything you did because I wouldn't have done this without you. You know, that, I thought I'll just say that at the end, that'll do. But in the meantime, I'll just laugh and smile at Peter Kay and Billy Connolly having a good old chat. Yeah, And then my brain was like, nah, join in. You're one of them, Jace. You're one of them. Yeah. And all I had was... What did you do? <laughs> I could see you cringing already. All I had was this, right? A week before, I'd done a gig at Bridlington Spa and Billy was there two nights earlier and had left the stage early because he's got to a certain age where he has an expectation of how a gig will go. And for some reason, the audience kept getting up to go to the loo in the middle of his gig. And it made the local Is that the paper, age of his audience? Maybe there's an element of that. Yeah. But the, essentially, he thought he left early, left at 9 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock or whatever because he was annoyed that the, uh, the the people kept getting yeah. up to go to the toilet. And it made the local paper. Yeah. And so I'd read it, because I was there a couple of nights later, that Billy, you know, obviously in the, in the parlance of uh, newspaper headlines, Billy Connolly storms off stage and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The, so I thought, oh. anyway, I was there a couple of nights later. And so in the middle of this chat between Peter Kay and Billy Connolly, I just said, oh, Billy, I was in Bridlington Wednesday. And I read that you'd uh, stormed off stage on the Monday because of... Just remind him of that. Because <laughs> of all the people going for a wee. And he went, ah, yeah, yeah. I said, um, well, I was there Wednesday and they do get up to go to the toilet a lot, don't they? And he didn't know about storming that's, off. That's all I had, Kai. That's, that's all, all I had to him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like... He, he sort of agreed. He went, yeah, yeah, no, they did, they did, yeah. But that's all I had. It's because you're, bring, you're bringing up a harsh memory that he'd rather forget. Yes. It's yeah, opening gambit. Uh, that's it's like all going up and How's it divorce? Oh. <laughs> and I saw... And on the way home, I was driving home. Peter was driving. <laughs> it was silent in the car for like 10 minutes. Uh. And we sort of get, getting sort of closer to my house. And I just heard him go, hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? He went, You. People going up for a wee, that's all you had, was it? Greatest Brilliant. comedian of his generation. Brilliant. Don't people in Bridlington need a wee a lot? <laughs> oh, God. It's the worst. Because uh, I always, if, if I clam up, I always present information about myself that nobody asked for. You know, if I run out of stuff, I'll be like, I'm going on hold on Tuesday. <laughs> that's my go-to thing. Natalie laughs all the time. She's like, why did you just tell them about your dinner? <laughs> nobody cared. <laughs> Matters. So we're talking this morning about uh, if you've ever embarrassed yourself in front of your hero or favourite celebrity. Yeah. Uh, after I was reminded of uh, a moment with the great Sir Billy Connolly. Um, 
quite a lot of people already uh, were messaging on my uh, Facebook. Uh, don't text in, of course. Uh, Leanne says, uh, stood behind Lewis Capaldi in Burger King. That's exactly yeah. where I would expect That's where you'd find you them. to find Capaldi. I've, I've met Lewis. He's a he's, good guy. He's great. Yeah, he's fun, isn't Absolutely he? Absolutely love him he's, to he's this. He's better on social media than half the comedians. He's too I'm funny, like, isn't I was, he? I was saying, I'm like, why are you trying to do our job? I don't sing on the side. <laughs> Uh, she said to herself, oh, my God, it's, it's Lewis Capaldi. So told her friend, whoever she she was with. Um, honestly, like, it wasn't bad enough that her four-year-old didn't know who Lewis Capaldi was. All of a sudden, when she asked for the photo, her, her child said, Mummy, why do you want a photo with a weird stranger? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that's going to bring you down Brilliant. a peg or yeah. two, isn't it? There's always something to put your feet back on the ground. However <laughs> yes. big you get. Callum says, I was doing some dad dancing to a bunch of cheesy dance songs. YMCA, the cha-cha slide, you know the sort of stuff, yeah. Jace. That DJ was lit that day. <laughs> he was nailing it, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was in Caravan Park, wasn't he? <laughs> when the music stopped, I turned around and saw Sir Ian McKellen had been watching me. Wow, we're in Butlins. What the hell? What's he doing there? What's Mick McKellen doing when the YMCA is on? <laughs> he's, maybe, he's in, maybe he's just a friend of the DJ. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk yeah, to him. That's... He's giving it, you shall not pass. <laughs> that's what happens, doesn't it? Will Smith turned up when Calvin Harris was on a tea in the park. So yes. Gandalf may turn up when, when Terry's doing Butlins. <laughs> Sounds great fun. I love it. <laughs> uh, Sam says, my friend and I skipped school to head to our local radio station to catch a glimpse of McFly. We had been waiting outside for hours and myself and another girl were desperate for the loo so went round the back of the building to find somewhere discreet to perch and have a, a sit-down wee. Fair play, girls. It's not just for boys. No. Uh, we settled on behind the billboard behind the studio. When we had finished doing our business, we stood up to see Harry from McFly standing at the back of the building having a sneaky cigarette. Totally worth the embarrassment <laughs> to me, our favourite celebrity. <laughs> She just, just stood there watching two girls have a week. Just waiting with her hand on her dress so she can shake his hand. Oh. <laughs> elbow, definitely an elbow. Elbow, shake yeah. that week. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I tell you what's funny about reading uh, the stories about um, embarrassing yourself in front of your heroes or favourite celebrities exactly. is... Who people have as their heroes and favourite celebrities? <laughs> like, they really know their hero after they've met them. Well, there's like, an element of that. But also, just like I mean, I, but so Billy Connolly, you understand why yeah. he would be our hero, mm. even in your field. Yeah, Claire says. I took my class to Hampton Court Flower Show, and I had the group of tricky boys who were celeb spotting rather than looking at the gardens. We had lots of photos taken with uh, lots of celebrities, and then we saw Nick Knowles, who we was surrounded by people. Now, I've got nothing against Nick Knowles. Nick but Knowles, you may have to fill me in on... He's from DIY SOS. Oh, right, OK. He also released an album uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I got all excited as he's one of, as he is one of my favourites. I don't know. Well, there you go. Maybe, oh, there he is. Uh, oh, yeah, I recognise that guy. He's the not boys, part of my world. No. The boys knew this. One of my pupils says, Excuse me, Mr Knowles, can our teacher have a photo with you? Very polite. Nick yeah. said, Of course, come here. As I was having my photo taken, one of the lads shouted, thank God you said yes, miss, well fancies you. That's what kids do. <laughs> kids they are, they'll, they'll drop you right in it. This is one of my favourites. Dominic says, I once bit into a cherry tomato while talking to Robbie Coltrane. I thought I was being polite by not necking it in one, but it exploded and covered his face you in can't seeds. can't just bite into a cherry tomato, no, you fool. Mate. It's like a weapon. Yeah, like it weapon. Is absolutely weaponised. It's like <laughs> biting into a water bomb, you madden. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? That donut straight down the hatch. Right down, right yeah. in Cracker's face. Yeah, <laughs> Cracker. 
unbelievable. Matters. Jill Lynch, I served Kirk from Corrie, Nine Blue Wickeds. <laughs> this is my favourite. Okay. Uh, do you say Wickeds or WKDs? I don't know what yeah, you say. Yeah, both. You I know think, what I'm saying? Yeah, both pass. I served Kirk from Corrie, Nine Blue Wickeds. Gonna lose his teeth. I was halfway through. Sugar. I was halfway through uncapping them all when he asked what I was doing. I said, Well, did you not? Did you want them as a carryout or are you going to have them here? He said, no, I wanted an iron brew wicked. He only wanted the one. Just wanted the He's one. not a nutcase. Yeah. Nine blue wickeds. He's not mental. <laughs> What's everyone else having? <laughs> <laughs> I like this one from Rosalind Gibson as well. She says, back in the day when the Big Breakfast was still on TV, uh, Keith Chegwin came down my street. I was about eight years old. My mum thought that the first person to reach Keith would win. So she made me and my brother run down the street with her as fast as we could. I tripped, fell and ripped my thick woolen tights, cutting my knee, making blood pour down my legs. Cheggers moved towards me to scoop me up and check I was okay. Whereas my mum told me to get up and keep moving. Cheggers looked at her as though she was a terrible, terrible mother. <laughs> covered She's in blood. Covered in blood. Keith Come Chag- on, we're going to win. Keith Chegwin related injury. <laughs> she sent me back to the house and wouldn't, me al- wouldn't allow me on TV. Cheggers blanked her the whole time the cameras were rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Oh, I, I've got a uh, big breakfast. I wrote a letter in when I was in school, um, and it was when Johnny Vaughan and Denise Van Outen were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, were, there was a replacement host, Jenny McCarthy. Oh, right. And oh, uh, wow. Vinnie Jones was the guest. Brilliant. And they read my letter out, and one was saying, oh, just have, I think it was uh, Jenny McCarthy was saying, have some balls and ask her out. And then Vinnie Jones was saying, just sack her. And I had to go into school and face that. <gasps> Everyone had seen it. Full uh, name. It was, uh, it was the dawn of email. We're just getting emails oh. in the schools, so we sent it in because they were doing that section. Man, oh, that, that took is... some living down. <laughs> that took some living down. And you down. couldn't deny it was you? Just had to own it. Just had to own I, it. I just trying to get in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Did she ever contact you? Never. No, fair nah, enough. Nah, <laughs> I never saw her again. I think she moved schools. <laughs> Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hey, thanks for coming in, pal. Yeah, thanks for having us, it's man. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a laugh. So where can people see you, Kai? All right, I'm going to be in London on the 20th, which mm-hmm. is a Friday, mm-hmm. I think. We hope. It's the 20th, and it's definitely the 20th. Yeah. And it's going to be at a, it, it's going to be Vault Festival in London, which uh, I'm on at the Network Theatre at 9.15. I'm doing... I'm doing a one-hour show, which is my previous show. I'm writing okay. a new one, right. and I'm putting the last one to bed. It's nice. the transition. It's I your last you. chance to I've see. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, it's your last chance to see Team Smug. Team it's Smug. Smug. And yeah. what's that about? It's uh, it's just general comedy. I just yeah. had to title it early. I know, it's but hard, it's, isn't it? That? Yeah, it's it's just coming out. It, 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 I guess the running theme is like coming out of a tricky situation, smelling the roses. <laughs> is that your yeah speciality? Yeah, that's the Kai look. Um, <laughs> so I just got a couple of fun anecdotes tied yeah. together with some observations, and it's a it's a fun Sounds show. Good. Great. And it was during a time when there's a lot of political stuff going on and a lot of stuff in the media, and I just went, I'm going to avoid that and be the antidote to it. Yeah, yeah. I generally so, do that as well, to be honest. When people come and see me live. I always think nobody's come out for a good think. Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I took that out of it, all the doom and glooms out of it. It's a happy, positive show. There's enough going on in the yeah. world that you don't have to come. I mean, there is comics doing that and they're doing it very well. Oh, of so course. good. I admire them. But I like watching not, them. I don't not, like doing it. It's not my 
It's not my bag. Not my responsibility. It's certainly not my responsibility. <laughs> I've got one responsibility and to make people laugh and if the show's achieved that throughout its course. So. There you go. That's all you need. Well, look, if you are wanting to watch some brilliant comedy um, before all mass gatherings are banned... Yeah, um, maybe your last chance to hang out. Might be. I don't know how many seats this venue is. You might not be... Is it over Under the five? threshold, I think. Under it's, the it, threshold? It's, it's around 100. I oh, you'll be fine. Maybe, maybe 150. You'll be fine. Yeah. I think I, th- I think we'll be all right, you know, guys. Yeah. Just keep washing your hands. Just wash your hands, pump, bump elbows. Bump elbows? We did a bump elbow. We did. Irony free. Aye. Yeah. It, it takes the awkwardness away from what type of transaction we're going to do. Everyone leads with the elbow. We're... I agree. Yeah. Also, there's no power play. Yeah. Because, you know, you can do like that, like, you know, business oh, when they squeeze top. your hands yeah. dead hard. Or like Donald Trump when he pulls you in. Mm-hmm. You Elbow, innit? You know that over-the-top handshake? Yes. There's a one worse than that. It's the one where you come under. Because it's like they've measured that Ooh. they're over as hard. So it's like, I'm going to give you the powerful position. You're like, oh. you're giving me nothing. Or the limp. <laughs> just, <laughs> the limp. The limp handshake, the, the lettuce. And people shouldn't do that now because comedians have talked about it so much that everybody <laughs> knows not to hand a wet fish. Do not do it. That. Elbows all away. Wash your hands. I said keep elbows after the pandemic. I think there's a few things we can learn from mm-hmm. this pandemic. Um, shares in Andrex. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, they must be laughing. Imperial leather. Oh, Carex, they must <laughs> be <laughs> laughing. The, the only ones benefiting. laughing at us. Think about how many puppies they can buy now. All uh, that Andrex money. Um, that's what we need to keep. We need to keep the elbow handshake and um, and and looking out for other people. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I, even already, my I know my wife's already knocked on a couple of the older people on our road to check they're all right. They're coughing their face. <laughs> No, to see if they're all right. <laughs> to see if they're all right. <laughs> right. Look after yourselves and hopefully all being well. Uh, if we're all still here next week, I will also be here next Sunday on Absolute Radio. Have a lovely week. I've, uh, the tour of Curtains, the musical, uh, reaches Leicester this week uh, from Monday to Saturday. So uh, if you want to come and see that, please do. All right, have a lovely Sunday. All the best. Brilliant. Safe, stay safe, people. Music matters.